You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast with me, Charlotte Greenway. It's Friday the 29th of April and we're less than 24 hours away from the first classic of the UK flat season. Well, it's been fairly quiet on the news front this week with jump raising and punch stand dominating the headlines where Robbie Power announced his retirement Honeysuckle made it 16 from 16, and the performance of the week, so far anyway, you'd have to say was Alaho in the Irish Gold Cup, where he routed proper Grade 1 horses and provided a bit of a tonic for his own Achievely Park stud after their filly in Spiral was ruled out of this weekend's 1,000 guineas at the beginning of the week, having been a long-time favourite for the race. And it is the 1,000 and 2,000 guineas at Newmarket that we've been building up to all week on the podcast. The guineas meeting kicked off today, where the shock result was the defeat of Yabir in the Jockey Club Stakes by Living Legend for Mark and Charlie Johnston. The race turned into a bit of a sprint and Yabir didn't look all that comfortable on the track, so he did have his excuses. Charlie Appleby did, however, take the two listed races on the card, of which Nation's Pride really caught my eye, and it'll be interesting to see where the three-year-old son of Tiafilo, whose only defeat came on debut, goes next. There was also action from Goodwood today, and if you listened to Nick's show last Wednesday, I think it was, you'll have heard Anthony Oppenheimer talking about some of Golden Horn's progeny, and how they're getting better with age, and Bart Seller did just that in the colours of Anthony Oppenheimer himself, as the four-year-old filly took the listed Daisy Warwick stakes. Now it's time to look ahead to this weekend's action, and we'll start with Saturday's feature, the 2000 Guineas, which is for the Colts, where Charlie Appleby looks to have by far his best chance to date of winning the race with odds-on favourite Native Trail, He did nothing but impress at two. He was crowned champion two-year-old and then he backed this up in the Craven Stakes just over two weeks ago with a dominant display. He also runs Caribus, who's next in in the betting, having taken the Autumn Stakes at the Rolly Mile on his final start at two. He was given a race course gallop instead of taking up his place in the Greenham. And it was in the Greenham at Newbury that dual group one winning two-year-old Perfect Power showed his class and showed he's no one-trick pony with regards to trip. And Nick caught up with Bloodstock agent Richard Brown who bought the horse to get his thoughts on Perfect Power getting the green light to take his chance. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, he, um, He hit the line very strong at Newbury. And Sheikh Rashid was uh, very keen to have a go as long as, you know, the horse was telling us that he'd come out of the race in good nick because it's obviously quite a quick turnaround. Um, but Richard said he counted the horse yesterday morning and he was squealing and bucking. So I think we've uh, we've ticked that box and uh, Sheikh Rashid's a real sportsman and he's game, game on to have a go. So, yeah, it's very exciting. So tell me about Perfect Power as a, as a breezer, as a horse that you inspected as a physical specimen. 
very similar to his father. I think that was one of the that was one of the um, main points that Shay Rashford and I discussed. Again, did a very good breeze, is a very good looking colt, and just showed that bomb proof temperament, which is which is so important. These young horses, you know, they have to gallop two furlongs on their own. They then have to show. They have to, you know, they go through. Uh, they go through a lot, and to come through that and not turn a hair is a you, you know it's a hard thing to do. And when that happens, you have to act. And like I say, luckily Shape Rashid was game on to have a to have a go. I mean, it, he's a wonderful horse, perfect parry. He's already uh, yeah a stallion in his own right, really, prospectively. The, the Guineas is going to divide opinion so sharply, and it's part of the beauty of the game. Will he be as effective over a mile? Can he be as effective over a mile? What what do you think, knowing him so intimately as you do? <laughs> honest, I don't know, but I think if you, um, I stood, I stood yesterday with Freddie Talicki, who was obviously top jockey, and uh, I was chatting with Freddie, and I said, if I showed you the video of the Greenham, and I said, watch the horse in the yellow colours with the black seams, and I didn't tell you what he was by or what he had won as a two-year-old, would you be telling me that that horse wouldn't get a mile? And Freddie was like, of course not. He hit the line strong. He only had two little flicks. He actually won cosily in the end. You know, I think, um, I think there's every chance on the on. On the back of the green, and there's every chance that he'll stay a mile. You know, it, the thing is with the Guineas, they will go very hard. There's going to be no hiding place, but they went a good pace in the green as well. Um, and I think you don't know until you try. And look, if we, you know, if we get beaten because he doesn't quite get home, well, we can dust ourselves off, and we can, um, you know, we've still got a good season to look forward to. But the most important thing about running at Newbury was obviously we wanted to find out about Trip. But the biggest question for me was always, you know, has he trained on? So many top two-year-olds don't trade on, and at least we ticked that box. So whether we're lucky enough to win the Guineas or be close in the Guineas, um, I think we've got a big season ahead. Whatever happens, you know, he's a multiple Group One winning two-year-old. He, you know, he's come out, won the Greenham, and let's hope there's other, you know, other big days in him. He's a stallion already, and let's just hope he can keep adding to his CV. Trainer Hugo Palmer will be looking to land his second 2000 guineas, having won the race with Galileo Gold in 2016. This time, he's got Dubawi Legend, who showed up well behind Native Trail in the Dewhurst last season, where he was only beaten two lengths. And when Nick spoke to him this morning, he started by asking how Dubawi Legend has settled into his new yard, Manor House Stables, in Cheshire. We're very happy with him. He's just had his uh, final canter this morning, travel, travels down this afternoon, um, and everything is as good as it could possibly be, which is which is great. Um, I, that, I was sort of working on this blithe assumption that because he he bowled along in the in the Dewhurst, or he sort of took a good grip, that you'd be you'd be going sort of quite forwardly placed with him. Is that just an assumption and a wrong one? Uh, yeah, it is just an assumption. Obviously, I'm not going to ride him, so it's going to be up to Tom what he does. But um, it wasn't the plan in the Dewhurst, and just no one wanted to go on. Um, and it rather lit him up. And as we saw in the. Um, in the in the Breeders' Cup from a, admittedly a bad draw, but he got lit up. He got his tongue over the bit and and sort of pulled any realistic chance he might have had away in that race. So um, you know the horse is a very fast horse with with a great turn of foot. So we hope to be able to ride him to to use that turn of foot and change of gear rather than than doing it all at once. And that piece of work on the Roly Mart again look good to the naked eye. Is there any context that you can give to actually put some meat on the bones? 
Well, it was a very solid piece of work. Tom Markand had ridden him three weeks previously in a, in a race course gallop at Wolverhampton. Um, he'd been pleased with him at Wolves and was over the moon with how much the horse had jumped forward since uh, that first bit of work. And he's come forward again since uh, at home. I mean, a piece of work is just that. And there's no point in training partners being pushed once they're beaten by a group one horse. But, um, you know, he had two lead horses that day. Um, Bassett, who's um, a, a good a good lead horse, and uh, Power of States, who's rated in the high 90s or mid 90s. Um, and they went a very, very strong gallop and he finished out well. But it was, you know, it was a training session. It wasn't a race. Um, so it's quite difficult to put, to put meat on the bones of what happened. But the main thing is that jockey and therefore trainer were very happy. Now, an outsider that was tipped up this week by none other than John Gosden is the unbeaten Colt Check and Challenge. He's only run twice, but he won very, very cosily at Newcastle two weeks ago. And William Knight explained why both he and the owner were keen to run in the race, even if he does lack a little bit of racecourse experience. There's only one Guineas. He's gone up there and won it very with authority. Um, and... You know, I think he's come out of the race well, and all roads lead to to, to, to to the Guineas now. You know, obviously we're you know we're probably a twenty 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 to one shot in it, but there's only one Guineas, and um, you know I think we'll go there with a horse who could with with, with un, untapped potential. So it's exciting for for everyone at home. I mean, just to put a bit of context on this, the second horse to buy a poet's rated one hundred and four. You've beaten him on the bridle by a couple of lengths. Imperial Fighter had all that form last season with the really good. Juveniles like Luxembourg and and Caribus and Dark Moon Rising back in fourth already rated a hundred. So, do you believe? Do you believe that? Do you are you prepared to believe a literal interpretation of that, judged on what you know of the horse? Yeah, well, I suppose you say that. Like going into it, when you win first time out as a two-year-old, you put him away for the year. You know he'd been doing work in the, in the spring here in the early part of the year, and he'd been going nicely, but you never really test them at home it's not until you get to the track you know you you sort of really know what you've got and yes as you say you know whether the Andrew boarding horses um mark is slightly inflated potentially but you know he's still gone there and 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 put the race to bed very quickly and sort of almost won it learning on the job um so i I think it's more the case of the improvement still in my lab than than what he's sort of beaten i still think you know we really haven't got to the bottom of him yet so that's what's so exciting he's from a lovely me and valley stud family it's a it's a, a fabulous page in the in the stud book he's by fast company who tends to do very well with the mares that that he's had over the years uh, is he a horse that you thought was very good before you even ran him yeah he was he was definitely my pick last year and in, in, in the spring of last year um he actually got a little setback in the spring and that's why he didn't run till the second half of the season um, but yes, and, and actually, maybe that was a blessing for him because it just gave him that time to mature like a lot of those Mion Valley families do. Um, but yeah, he's out of a Dalakani mare. You know, he would get the mile well and, you know, he might even get a little bit further in time. But uh, um, yeah, he was always been sort of the apple of my eye early on, early on last year. And the owner, Mr. Heatherton, am I right in saying that he was with you when you were down in Sussex as well? Yep, Andrew moved up with me. We've had a couple of nice horses where Andrew had a nice horse called Progressive uh, Rating, who we actually sold to Hong Kong, um, a baited breath call. So he's been a lucky owner for us, big supporter of the yard, and uh, lovely to, you know, for him and very exciting for him to have a runner in the Guineas.
Since the withdrawal of Inspiral in Sunday's 1000 Guineas, Aidan O'Brien's tenebrism has taken over as favourite, but there's a bit of a question mark over the trip with her, being by sprinter Caravaggio, but a damn immortal verse was a top-class miler, so there is hope. One that definitely will stay is Mise-en-Scene, who finished fourth behind Inspiral at Newmarket in the Phillies Mile for Qatar Racing, and will be a first classic runner for James Ferguson. And Nick caught up with him earlier in the week. Philly's in good form. She obviously hasn't run this season. Um, so, um, you know, we're just uh, get it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get it to Sunday in good shape and she, she runs a big race. She's a, a, a really interesting contender. I thought she looked really smart last year when she won the prestige at Goodwood. Then she ran well behind in spiral against the bias, really, in the in the Phillies mile. Did you think that she was the second best Philly that day, even though she only finished fourth? I think everyone thinks she was the second best filly that day. She was finishing very strongly. Um, and uh, she probably just, um, you know, I think, I think, yeah, no, I think she, um, I think she ran very, very well. Um, she's obviously going into the guineas with uh, a bit of call form, um, which is very, very important at the Royal Mile. Um, so I think she, hopefully she'll come on and, you know, if you look at her pedigree, she was always going to be a better three-year-old than two-year-old. So, fingers crossed, she can she can step up and run run big a big race for the owners. She, of course, also has the pedigree to excel at Newmarket, being related to Guineas winner Speciosa and the Champion Stakes winner Pride. So that's in your favour as well. It also suggests that at some point in time, she might be better over just a, a tiny bit further. Is that something that you think? Absolutely. You know, Sheikh um, Farhad and the Qatar team have, have always, you know, we've always said that. Um, her best trip would probably be over a mile two in time. Um, and if that's after this race or um, a couple of runs after, you know, how she runs uh, in the guineas will be a big in- indicator of where she, where she spends the rest of the season. And she had that experience where she went to Del Mar and finished um, down the field in the Juvenile Phillies turf at the Breeders' Cup. She was only beaten three or four lengths, in truth. Do you think that that, that travelling has had a, a positive ex- uh, effect on her? I think she's in in good order. I, I don't think it will have had a... I think it would have been a, a massive education for her. She's a very mature filly anyway. She takes she takes everything in her stride. Um, and she wasn't phased by anything in America. Um, so from a maturity point of view, you know, we know we can travel with her um, because she takes it well. Um, she came back and she's been very straightforward all, all winter um, in terms of her, her training. So... I don't think we'll have had a det- detrimental effect on her. I mean, you can you can put a line through the run. She ran very well. Uh, she had a draw on the outside and um, found herself in front and was probably doing too much too early, um, which is, you know, absolutely just the way racing goes. Um, but as far as her form is concerned, I would put a line through that run. And, um, no, I think, uh, like I said, from a maturity point of view, it certainly wouldn't have had a detrimental effect on her. Then after all the racing is over from Newmarket, on Sunday evening, Thoroughbid will be hosting their latest online auction. And co-founder Will Kinsey explained what we can expect. 27 entries, uh, which is, you know, real strong, real strong number. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a crossover time of year with the end of the, coming towards the end of the National Hunt, se- not end of the national hunt season. Um, so, yeah, we've got some nice broodmares and some nice horses in training and some... Uh, some point-to-point horses, English and Irish, which will qualify for our point-to-rules 
bonus of £15,000. And has that yet uh, had a chance to be exploited, the point to rules bonus? Are, are people who are bought out of your sale running horses under rules yet? Yeah, there's, I think, you know, there's people there who are definitely, you know, they're on board with it now and, and starting to see the idea. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge bonus. And I think for, um, obviously, it's a slightly larger bonus for the English point-to-point, for the point-to-point market. Um, but yeah, I mean, vendors and, and buyers, people like all these things, they, they sometimes take a little bit of time to, for people to catch on, but people are starting to, to realise now and um, hopefully that's attracted a few nice horses for this sale. All right, what is likely to, to catch everybody's attention this time? Well, there's a couple of nice brood mares that are well-bred. Um, there's a mare called Atlantic Fairy and she's a listed horse by jeremy um and she has been covered by vadimos so she looks you know jeremy is is, is obviously well highly well regarded and, and much missed in the national hunt ranks so that that's she's an exciting mare um there's another mare there called moyode gold and she's a winning well-related gold well mare and she's offered in fold to exciting new stallion 50 stars so um she's a two-time winning mare as i say and she's a half sister to gordon elliott's 140 rated grade three winner and grade one place and obviously heard the hollow games and it's a family of remittance man so that's a couple of nice brood mares um and then there's gavin cromwell who's put a, a nice horse called ahead of the posse in here um who else we got uh i say that irish point of point boys of um of supporters as well this time we've got pat doyle dennis murphy and the likes they've they've got a couple of horses in here um <clears throat> one called who's houdini which is pat doyle's uh he found that the last one looking likely uh to win the race at monks grange on sunday so uh he, he looks surely a winner waiting to happen dennis murphy's got one called old folks tale and actually there was one in, in there that ran at the weekend called spruce frontier who's a son of front son frontier who made his debut drama hand on sunday finished third got a rating of 82 and also Morris Linehan has got a nice horse in there as well called Far From Over who won easily uh, on his on his debut uh, in the English point of point rank so he does qualify for the full 15 grand bonus well best of luck to our guests with their runners in the guineas this weekend I have to say 11 to 1 about perfect power it looks tempting each way so long as he and Christoph Simeon make it to the start in one piece and well the 1000 still deciding enjoy the racing and nick will be back with you on monday morning to review the action thanks for listening you've been listening to nick luck daily brought to you in association with fitzdares the racehorse owners association and thoroughbred racing commentary Thank you.